I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Luke Anderson, astronaut. A man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland. On Saturdays, about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier, funnier, more Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan, the radio.com app, and 1080thefan.com. Hey, 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 happy Saturday morning, Portland. Thanks for joining the Sinner and the Saints. With me as always, Will Darkens. Will, yeah. what is Happening. Oh my gosh. Oh. Not a lot. Tell you what happened to me this morning. What's that? Woke up and my house had was on fire. No, oh, oh. Probably worse. Oh. My house had no internet. Dun, dun, dun. You said it had no internet? No internet i had no access to the world wide web i know can you so like your morning porn sesh was well what this i've cell data oh that's right we're good there get in the car go to a parking lot by a lake and do your business then come on into work because i know that's your thing you love to do it at home before you come in it's it's important to stick to routine. Yes. We're yes. Sick. We're fine there. Good. Problem is, you just realize very quickly how much of your life runs on the internet. So uh, every other Saturday, my wife uh, goes into work on Saturday mornings. Uh, so I usually have somebody watch the kids. Sometimes I'll take them to a friend's house, whatever. During, you know, COVID, it's a little bit more difficult. But I've seen my father quite a bit, so he comes over, he's watching the kids. Usually what they do is they put on the Netflix, mm. and they watch their Scooby-Doo episodes. Okay, and the they new one, out, right? And they hang out with Grandpa. The the Scooby-Doo, what's new Scooby-Doo? That's right. Because there's another one, it's a little scarier. Kids are four, there's uh, Mysteries Incorporated. Yes. It's a little more frightening of a Scooby-Doo, 
And, you know, it doesn't uh, doesn't serve the nostalgia factor mm-hmm. uh, that my father gets from watching uh, Scooby-Doo. Well, and you should know the older Scooby-Doo was racist. Yes, but what's new Scooby-Doo yeah. still takes... In what way was it racist? They had the Globetrotters on there. I don't think I need to explain to you why it's racist. So, anyways, what uh, what's new Scooby does is it takes the fun, nostalgic elements and puts them back into a little bit more modern day. Eh, we're too deep into the Scooby-Doo rabbit hole. Here's the thing. I'm bought in. I don't have internet, so I can't just go, thanks, Grandpa, here's the remote, here's the kids, I'll see right. you later. Right. To get up and I had to re-engineer everything to try to see if I could figure out to get the internet working. You had to re-engineer everything. You had to unplug That's and right. re-plug That's the motor. That's what you did. You didn't re-engineer anything. Whoa, 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 I think whoa, when you whoa, look whoa, at an I internet did. router, you probably just see a black hey. blo- box and blinking lights. Well, no. The lights weren't blinking. That was the problem. <laughs> if the lights were blinking, everything's fine, Will, and we're not having this conversation. Truth be told, uh, I did unplug it and plug it back in twice. So there's some engineering, then re-engineering. So... Think I got that, but I also uh, I also was like, eh, well, I'm back here. I've been meaning to move the PlayStation because it gets a little warm in the cabinet that's in. So I did I did some reengineering, reconfiguring the way the TV's set up. Excuse me, a PlayStation? Yeah, I didn't hear a number after that PlayStation. Four. Okay. Yeah, four. All right. Four. I thought you were about to say Still old behind. ass PlayStation. No, the PlayStation Two. We've. It we've... pissed me off because I left it on last night, <laughs> and I'm gonna lose my spot in Crash Bandicoot. Never played any Crash Bandicoot. Oh, you're missing out. Yeah. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, yeah. That was my jam right there. There you go. Especially Pro Skater number two, because that had probably the most diverse soundtrack of any video game I've ever heard. It's quite good. Uh, But, yeah, I was was very frustrated with the Internet. You go on and you put your app on, you can get connected right with uh, your Xfinity, folks. (laughs) No help. So now I have to have a guy come out to my house tomorrow to fix the Internet, because I work from home. Mm-hmm. Can't do anything. Got to have the net. Got to have the net. Can't be mailing prospects letters about how you'd love to get them on the air for some sweet, sweet broadcast advertising. Can't, can't work my uh, crockpot because it's all Wi-Fi. Can't work the uh, the toaster, the refrigerator, the the Netflix, TVs upstairs, downstairs. Like, nothing works. It was really funny this one time. Yeah, funny. Um, this happened to my wife, and she was coming home, and it wasn't so much the Internet as it was both the Internet and the cable. Yeah. And she just got home from work. I was still at work and it wasn't working. And so she calls up uh, the helpline and the helpline, as you might imagine, has been um, outsourced to India. Yes. Yes. Oh, I said India. Not unhelpful. They were (laughs) very helpful, sir. Were they? And she gets on the phone with this gal and uh, my wife is like, yeah, I just got home from work and, you know. My internet is out, and so is my cable. I, I can't see anything. And the woman's like, oh, my gosh, ma'am. I am so <laughs> sorry you have to be going through that right now. And she's like, it made me feel like such a first-world brat, <laughs> just like a bitch. Like, I'm calling somebody who's working at this call center in India, probably making, like, cents to my dollar in sure. terms of an hourly wage. And she has to hear me call her up just bitching about yeah. why I can't watch TV when I get home. For- I am so sorry, ma'am. That yeah. is horrible. Horrible. Well, that's kind of exactly where this was going. Yes. Like, I'm like, girls, you can't watch Scooby-Doo. And they're yes. like, ah! And I'm like, here's 900 DVDs you yeah. can choose from. Go nuts. My wife owns, like, every Disney DVD ever made. You should have sat your kids down and been like, you know what? I know this is hard on you, but just think about being, like, a peasant 
child in like farmland China. And like yeah. the biggest problem they have today is like, am I going to get fed? Not, oh my gosh, Scooby-Doo's not on. Yeah, it didn't go that route. Didn't go that route. I just went pick one of these 7,000 DVDs that I have here. Missed out. That was a learning opportunity you know right hey, there. Hey, I missed it. That's why you're the better parent. <laughs> the better parent. Who, by the way, no kids yet. Yeah, but you're ready to go. Yeah. I'll tell you, those will be those will be lucky children when they show up. Little Xavier and uh, Annie or whatever their names are going to be. Moonbeam. Moonbeam. Moon, Damn it. Moon pie. And, Told you this. Yes. We've already got all the engravings. <laughs> Do you? They're all there. Excellent. I found out this week I'm, I'm getting a trophy. For what? For being good at work. I get a trophy. Did you really? <laughs> now, wait. Are you getting a trophy or good a job. plaque? I'm told it's a trophy and a nice trophy. How about that? Was that in the email or did they It was in the email. It was in the email. Somebody will be calling me from my home address so they could send me a trophy. Mr. Anderson, not only is this a trophy in all technical terms, it's a nice trophy. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was explained that way. This isn't like the trophy your kids get. Major award winner. Getting a trophy. What are you getting a trophy for? Uh, for uh, just stopping things. For Make just selling your butt off? Yeah, just good job. Here's a trophy. That's pretty sick. I get 500 bucks with it. That that part's a little mm. bit more exciting, but the trophy, I'm very curious to see what a nice trophy looks like. I'm going to over-under the trophy value at like $30, probably. Do you have any awards from your work career? No. <laughs> so this is my no. <laughs> so my wife and I are going through this. Um, her and a friend are, are have challenged each other. Every day you have to get rid of something you don't use or need in your house. Okay. My wife read a magazine article or a Facebook post sure. or yeah. a meme that said the average ho- house has 300,000 items in it. Whoa. Yeah, right? Items. Just things, right? I mean, your couch huh. is one, but so is like every battery in your house. So okay. between your couch and all your batteries and everything in between, you have 300,000 things in the average home. So uh, it, say you got an S10 of DVDs. Does each DVD count? I think they count individually. Okay. Yeah, you don't count it as a DVD collection. Mm. You count each one as an item. Okay. Now, I don't think you, I don't know how nuanced it gets. Again. She could have read it off a meme. It could just be complete BS. But her and her friend both read this, had the conversation about it. So I don't know if you go DVD plus DVD case. Yes. Don't know. Don't know if that matters. Don't really care. And if it's a double disc DVD, does that mean it's two DVDs? Well, it's two DVDs plus a double disc DVD case. So now we got three DVDs. Plus it has one of those cardboard jackets on yep. it. Now you've got four things. So yeah. It's like a quarter of a DVD. Listen, I couldn't tell you. You can keep all your DVDs and get rid of the jackets, and you can cut your items in half. So uh, maybe. For sake of argument, let's say everything in your house. Question, does my DVD cleaner count as more than one DVD? No. Okay. It's only one item. Okay, I I am on the same page as you right now. I think if you took all your stuff, put each one in its individual spot, and counted it out, 300,000. Okay, 300,000. Things. Okay. You can go home and count. Let me know how close you are to the average. Oh, I will. Believe me. So, based on this information, my wife and her friend have decided to challenge each other every day, take a picture, going, this is what I'm getting rid of, this is why. Mm. We've gotten down to prom dresses, wedding dresses still up for debate. Well, like prom like, dress? And my wife still had her prom dress. She's like, I'm never wearing that again. Boop. Got rid of it. Okay. Right? Things that you just you just keep just 
for keepsake stuff. Right? Keepsakes. We went through some of the things that I have in my office, and one of them is an old trophy from, like, the Marriott. It's a leadership award, and it is an acrylic crystal with my name engraved into it. Damn. I know. So we got rid of the case and kept the trophy because it's been sitting in this case for, I don't know, eight years. So wait a minute. Is it like the national title trophy, that crystal ball thing? It is a solid block. Imagine a cube, an acrylic cube, like a glass cube, right? Okay. And then you shave off one of the corners so it could stand up at a little bit of an angle. Ooh. And then on that opposite side, your name is engraved so it shines through That's badass. that cube. That's so, tight, dude. So now it's out sitting on my desk. So now I've got a place where I can put another trophy next to it. Yes. Yes. So. Now, I get, I'm going to warn you right now. Sure. Because you're going to get dangerously close to, and, and he doesn't work here anymore, so I feel comfortable saying his name, Marco. Oh, I now, you did. remember what Marco did in his cube. No, Marco. I don't. I oh. never went there. Oh. Tangential. Let me tell you something. I've been to Marco's cube quite oh, a bit. Quite a bit. Oh, tell me why. Marco was this guy who used to work in sales here over at Intercom, and he friggin' doused his cubicle walls with, like, the 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 perfunctory like piece of paper that's a certificate they give you oh, yeah, yeah. when you meet like a sales goal sure or like you complete a training like hr sexual harassment training the minimum dude would print those and put them up in his friggin cube minimum achievement met yes <laughs> yeah dude it was lined it looked like an 11 year old's bedroom lined with sports I posters i don't know what to do with these things i i i Years and years ago, got rid of all of my awards from uh, sporting uh, as a youth. Right. I was like, I don't need any of this stuff. I had a most improved award. I had a coach's award. Yeah. I'm like, I don't. They're a little bit I got to tell you, man, the more you talk about your sports career, the more I think I could kick your ass when we were kids. Ooh, bring it on. Mm. Bring it on. Hey, scrappy. Let's see. 12-year-old me against 12-year-old you. Yeah, yeah, I win. You think you're winning oh, that yeah. fight. There's no question about it. Do you know what I was like at 12? You were probably just pure testosterone in a ball. Oh, it was. Yeah. Now, given at this point in time, I did not have one pit hair. Sure. Not one. Yeah. I mean, I barely have any now. My my entire youth was spent fighting three older brothers that I would not know until later that I was nowhere near the same size as. Mm. So you were training for that day. Oh, I was training. I was not afraid of any fight at 12 years old. Now. I may not have won that fight, and looking back on it, you may be accurate. You were a better athlete than I was, and you achieved more in your, you know, making it to a college fullback position. Sure. I was a tough little buster. Yeah, and I was I was uh, very okay on the JV team. Hmm. That does not make you a fighter. But, see, I was just never afraid of anything at 12. So if you put 12-year-old me and you're asking him the question, yeah. he would have fought anybody, anytime. Didn't get in a lot of fights but never afraid to. So there you have it. 12-year-old me was dumb. And if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. You're going to be dumb. You got to be tough. Um, hey, did you know that we have a Super Bowl? I'm sure you've been talking about it all week now that you're big-time radio guy. Oh, big-time. Uh, let me tell you something. It was very generous yeah. of Dusty to let me take a pay cut to join him. That was very kind of him. It was great. Yeah. I, You know, I uh, yeah. I didn't expect that would happen. 
but here we are. I have not talked about the Super Bowl matchup all week. I've been saving it just for you and our listeners that only tune into the Sinner and the Saint. Yes. That's the only sports radio they do. For all sports information. So we need to talk about the Super Bowl matchup. We don't need to get into the game because we have next week to do that. Okay. But let's talk about it. we got the matchup maybe the greatest of all time. I have a question about that, too. And Tony Romo. Is this the most, like, what's the phrase to put it? Is this the most consequential QB matchup? In Super Bowl history. Next on the Center and Saints, this is 1080 The Fan Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Yeah, it is. Uh, Hey, we have a Super Bowl. It's set. What are we on, 55 now? That's this, right. They've done this thing 55 times. Yeah, a lot. A lot of Super Bowls. Um, you had an interesting question. And Tony Roma had an interesting comment. He did. About the biggest story of this game, which is, of course, the quarterbacks. Your question, if you'd like to reiterate it, or if you'd like me to. I think you, uh, you speak gooder than I do. That's so fair. I'm going to let you do it. Because we all know who the talent is on this show. Is this the most consequential quarterback matchup in Super Bowl history? Mm. That's a good question. That's a juicy question. Where'd I mean, you get that one? That's your question. Oh, that's my I'm okay. just reiterating yeah. it for you. Got but it. I said it a lot clearer than your, I have a question. Um, uh, you know what I was wondering was, um, words. Where are you? Well, I have a uh, question. If I leave my fork in the microwave, is that a bad thing? So are you are you suggesting that this immediately competes with the Super Bowls that we've seen, like Trent Dilfer, Kerry Collins? Well, You're well putting hold on, it on in a that second. same category. Hold on a second there. Oh, wait. I gotta find all the matchups. That's the one that popped into my head. I was like, what's the least consequential? Least consequential? Well, yeah. I guess I asked this because obviously the game has not been played yet. And so we will not know if this was the best quarterback duel in Super Bowl sure. history. Yep. Right? That's fair. 
but, you know, leading up to every single Super Bowl, the quarterback is always kind of the narrative line that everybody points to most of the time. Uh, the only one I can think of is uh, Ravens 49ers, where it was more about, hey, these two coaches are brothers. Isn't that neat? Yeah, I guess I can see that. But, like, leading up to the game, the only one that I could think of more recently that had a more intriguing type of pull to it was Breeze Manning. Okay, I can see that. Breeze Manning was so intriguing because it was Peyton Manning, yep, like trying to solidify his career in Indianapolis and probably at his peak at the time and win two Super Bowls. Get into that club yep. with dudes like Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, obviously he had more at the time, but yep. that two Super Bowl club. And then on the other side, you had Drew Brees, who was friggin' putting Narlins on his back and trying to be kind of like a beacon of hope for a city that was destroyed by Katrina. Yeah. That's well, the last one I can think of. Well, I mean, there's, I mean, there's some good ones out there. I mean, you have to remember that, you know, the, um, Kurt Warner, Ben Roethlisberger matchup, Kurt Warner trying to be the first one to win a Super Bowl for two teams. There's an echo here of that. That great game was great and came down to a final throw. Roethlisberger had already won one, um, and looking for a second. So mm -hmm. I thought that was good. Roethlisberger Rogers is another one. I know you don't love Ben Roethlisberger, but he is a two time Super Bowl champion and, you know, having that on your resume. Now he, he wasn't the catalyst for that first Super Bowl. That was the run game. So that kind of changes things, too, because uh, I think of Russell Wilson, Tom Brady. If they played today, that matchup would be fantastic. But that was the defense of the Seahawks, which won them their first Super Bowl, now playing against Tom Brady in their second. But you, you had Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, too. Like the, It seems like those would have been hype, but they were not. The reason we look at Russell Wilson now is he's, I mean. They, no, we, no, I, I laughed just because when you said that, I had to think for a second and I go, wait a second, they played each other in a Super Bowl? Yeah. And I totally blanked that out of my mind because <laughs> let's be honest. That game was a rush. That was an atrocious game. There's literally nothing memorable from yeah. that game. The, the game. the game that I think of immediately that would have this hype and I'd have to go back in the Wayback Machine, mm. but would have been Elway Favre. Yeah, um, and, you know, we asked this uh, on the morning show, I think, well, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday, and that was what a lot of people pointed to. Sure. They pointed to Elway Favre, and yep. I think somebody else had tweeted at me because I asked it on my own Twitter account, and um, somebody had pointed out Aikman and Kelly. Yeah, but they played twice, too. They and played twice, too. Emmett and Smith was the leading rusher in the league yeah. around that time, too. That Bills team was just stacked. And I think for my perspective, too, it's difficult because I still consider myself to be kind of a young NFL uh, fan sure. when you, like, yeah, take yeah. the NFL as a canon, right? And so when that guy tweeted me that, I was like, well, I don't know. I wasn't alive at the time. Well, I mean, I was technically alive, but, you know, I wasn't aware enough of NFL, you know, action or storylines that I could have, like, experienced what was going on. then. I don't know if at that time Aikman Kelly was that big of a deal that people were zeroing in on that. No, I don't think so. I mean, it there it was a great matchup, but think of this matchup. You have the defending Super Bowl champion. You have the guy that the won the Kansas City Chiefs. But you have the guy that won the Super Bowl the year before that matching up. So thinking of just the times where you've had former champions meet up in a Super Bowl, Roethlisberger and Kurt Warner. Mm. Now I'm going back through it. Now we're in the 70s. Sure. You know what I mean? You go way back to your your Steelers, uh, your Steelers and Cowboys matchups. Um, you had, you know, 
Joe Namath and Johnny Unitas. And, you know, these, these are all games before we were born. I don't know that the quarterback position was as exalted as it is now for theirs. So maybe some of our mm. older listeners can kind of come in. But Boy, I, don't, I don't know about that. I'm saying I don't think it was. Yeah, I'm saying I don't know about that. You're, you're saying that it was. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think that yeah. the quarterback position was started to be glorified after Joe Namath. Well, but that, again. I think after so he going made that in, guarantee, everybody was like, oh, it's the quarterback. Yes, but going into that game, it was more about Joe Namath making that guarantee than after that. But right after that, you had Len Dawson win one for redemption. I guess it, who I don't even know who the quarterback would have been. I don't know if it was Tarkenton for the Vikings because they played after that. Bob Greasy wasn't the focal point of the Dolphins teams. They won back-to-back Super Bowls in a perfect season. You don't see Bob Greasy getting up there and holding it. It's Mercury Morris. Larry Zonka were the leaders of that team. And even was Terry Bradshaw the the number one guy in Pittsburgh? They won four Super Bowls. Starbuck was for, for the Cowboys, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I've uh, and I've heard from a lot of Steeler fans on the text line over the years because we somehow, whenever the NFL season starts, we get around to the Steelers. I mean, yeah. they're a national storyline, and many of them will point out that, like, yeah, if you look back at the Steel Curtain, Terry Bradshaw was not yeah. what you consider to be like the shining light of that team. But you know what? I would point back to Ben Roethlisberger and the first Super Bowl they won and say, I don't think he was really the best no, example of that. And in fact. I remember more from the Cardinals-Steelers Super Bowl, James Harrison taking it back to the house. Sure. Like, that's more of the solidified memory for me. And then Dude, the Cardinals The final throw winning. of that game I know. was Roethlisberger no, putting on San Antonio home in the only spot he could have. That was one of the greatest throws in it Super was Bowl great. history. I get it. But, like, yeah. you know, it's different for everybody. No, well, I, I don't disagree with that. And somebody brings it up, and I don't know, well... John Elway, Joe Montana is another matchup. I mean, John Elway was That's what somebody sent on text on too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. But John Elway was the, you know, the golden boy, right? He was the guy that would not play for the Colts. Mm. He, you know, he's like, I'll go do something else. And, you know, ends up with the Broncos went to three Super Bowls before he won one. I mean, he was, you know, that he was the man, he was the prototypical quarterback, the guy that everybody wanted. Joe Montana was a third round pick and played for that, you know, West coast offense. And Joe Montana was greatness. There's mm. no question about it. So that one maybe going into it, but this one, this one is similar where Elway's already got a super bowl and he's coming off a super bowl. If you look at Pat Mahomes as the young kid on the block. Yeah. And I think too, it's just more of like a career end and career start kind of sure. thing. It's it's the moment where two worlds collide, right? You have Patrick Mahomes, who it seems like is about to take the reins of being NFL royalty. Sure. Uh, you know, as Tom Brady was for the better part of, what, 15 years? Yeah, but Tom Brady's first couple Super Bowls weren't Tom Brady Super Bowls. Yeah, you got the... the they know, were Tom Brady Super Bowls. Well, they are now, looking back on it, but it wasn't Tom Brady... I mean, yeah, you can throw out to Vinatieri, but how did Vinatieri get in field goal range? But it, a lot of them were the, the drive. A lot of them were the defense too. Even even the last Super Bowl that he won with against the Rams, that was the defense. Tom Brady, when called upon, has done everything that he's needed to do to win Super Bowls. Oh, I his, get it, man. I his get Super it. Bowl, yeah. His Super Bowl was the Falcons Super Bowl. That was yeah. the one where you go, oh yeah, dude, this yeah. guy. Everything is. after that, Tom Brady inconsequential. That's what you're yep. saying, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I just so, want to make sure that I'm nailing down. Well, you're saying Tom Brady. Not a big deal. <laughs> what I'm saying is if you want the one where people went, oh, yeah, he's the greatest, it was 28, down 28-3 in the third quarter. 
and leading that team back and just going, if you ever question Tom Brady, if you ever thought that this was Bill Belichick by himself winning these Super Bowls and Tom Brady was just lucky to be along for the ride, that's the one Super Bowl where you go, okay, you're an idiot. What I'm saying, though, is early on, it was not all Tom Brady. Very much of the Chiefs and Pat Mahomes, there's been a lot of Pat Mahomes. Yeah. He's still a little different. I mean, his Super Bowl win, the memorable moment from that was third and long. Dude, that playoff run was just like, yeah, yeah, take a 10-point lead. Sure. We'll come back. Don't worry about that. Uh, all right. We will talk a lot of Super Bowl as we go on. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit and talk some NBA. Blazers already lost to a Bulls team, which has been called by Bulls fans atrocious. Hey, Zach Levine. Levine. Levin. 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 Yeah. All-star, dude. Look Same at those it. numbers. Seriously. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of all stars on really bad teams across NBA history. Look, I don't want to. I, I don't want to blame Zach Leopold. All right. Okay. Listen. We will talk NBA after this sports interrupted. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. in um you may have heard the commercials will you were asking me about this uh what exactly is going on with the polar plunge yeah i would love to know about the polar plunge so the polar plunge is usually an event that special olympics oregon does every february it is a way to raise funds to help athletes compete uh, that have developmental disabilities uh youth teens adults a very good organization but they can't do their polar plunge because we can't have large gatherings therefore jumping in a lake without uh you know rescuers there in case something goes awry we can't just go hey everybody go jump in the river by yourself you'll be fine seems like a bad idea so what special olympics oregon is doing this month is they're doing a freezing not this month next month freezing february starting monday Freezing February kicks off. They're doing a live stream event. You can just go to Special Olympics Oregon. Uh, it starts at 10 a.m. And it will be broadcast across all of their social media platforms. So you can go and check that out. So uh, what and I'm I understand doing, you're going to be doing it. What I'm doing is I am running a 10K, a polar plunge 10K against Ryan Castle from KGON and Derek from 94.7. So we're competing to see who can raise the most money and run the fastest and get wet and the wettest and coldest. Something like that. And coldest. You okay? Uh, you're just so I'm immature. I'm going to mark that. You're just so immature. Who can get the wettest? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, good times. Yeah, good times and great oldies. Uh, so we're doing we're doing our challenge against each other. The final week, we'll be part of the uh, finale. Uh, they're going to do a, another live stream at the end of the month. Um, so please, if you uh, are interested in participating or in just donating, go to 1080thefan.com, the events page. Uh, all the links and everything are there, uh, and support my team because. I'm kind of getting crushed a little bit uh, by Ryan Castle right now from KGON. But you need I need to get am. on Twitter. I went on 
I'll have you help me with that because I don't. I don't know. I'm not going to help you on Twitter. I, I told you already. I'm sick of your Jeffrey Epstein theories. You were the one that planted You're the, the seed. You're the one that tweeted for them. I understand that, but it was after a conversation that you and I had that those all blossomed. I don't know why you get upset about. I didn't this type thing. them. I understand. Well, you know I can barely even type, so I didn't type them. I just did that speak to spell thing. Regardless of that, uh, I have been using Facebook. Nice. And do you know who donated uh, just the other day? Who's that? The original saint, Keith Hill. Oh, good for Keith. Yeah, he's still alive out there. And you know what I found in part of this uh, house cleaning thing that we're doing? My hashtag Team Keith t-shirt. Huh, what? We were doing the hunt for the host. He showed up with t-shirts for everybody in the room. Hashtag Team Keith. And I still have the t-shirt. It's in the bottom Wait a minute, of the box. Are you kidding me? He really did that? I, I Hashtag Keem Te- Keem Keith. Keith. Yes, Keem Teeth. Keem Keem Teeth. What the hell? Yeah. Why? I don't know, but I have the T-shirt. You know what? Actually, why the hell am I surprised? This is a guy that went and got an Auburn national title ring from China. <laughs> so I shouldn't. Really, this should not be a shock to me. I love it when uh, when uh, you told me that, and it was like, I think it was a good year after that, he had you know, shown I, it to me. He told us. He told us that he did that. Well, no, you had to, no. He told us he had the ring, and then we didn't dig further. Oh or, no! Or at he, least I did it. Oh, and then, like knew. a year well, later, yeah. you're like, dude, he got that from China. He <laughs> told us that. You just weren't paying attention. That's the truth. Uh, All right. Uh, the NBA. You mentioned this in your original Sports Center update. Uh, yeah. To start this show. Mm-hmm. How how many games have the Utah Jazz won in a row? It's eleven now. 11. Yeah. Do you know where that puts them in the standings for the Western Conference? I think they're third. They are the number one team right now. They're 15 and four directly behind them. The Clippers. Let's do a fun little trivia game. I enjoy the NBA standings. It's Mm -hmm. a wonderful way to follow along to see what's going on. Let's see how in tune to it you are. So you thought the Jazz were three. Where do the Blazers sit right now? Uh, We are now eighth. That is right. Yeah. Nine and eight record. Do you have any idea who the worst team in the NBA is right now? Uh, I think it's either the Minnesota Timberwolves or the Washington 14, Wizards. Three and 12. Okay. There yeah. you go. Who is leading the East? The East, I do know this because I heard a stat about Miami, and Miami is doing horrible right now. Miami is six and 12. Yeah. I know that. I know it's not the Bucks. It is not. 11 and 7. They sit third. I'm going to go with. Oh, damn, in the East. <laughs> I don't know. The Eastern uh, Conference. the Dark, Toronto. Uh, Toronto, the Raptors are 7 and 12, and they sit just a half game ahead of the Miami Heat. Okay, they, so they, I'm close. <laughs> they would be sitting in 12 right now. Okay. Uh, so, yes, the Philadelphia 76ers oh. are 14 and 6. Yeah, they had a good game against L.A. Uh, the other night. The final playoff team in the West, you just mentioned it, mm-hmm. the Portland Trailblazers. Any idea who the final playoff team would be in the East if the se- season ended right now? I think it's Orlando. Orlando. It is not Orlando. The Knicks are, oh. would be a playoff team. Dude, the Knicks are playing well. The Knicks have gone from the worst defensive team in the NBA to, at least at the time when we played them about a week and a half ago, it's like second. Yeah, so? Tom Thibodeau, man. The Knicks are sitting in the eighth spot. So here's here's the trivia question. The Blazers are nine and eight. Mm-hmm. Do the Knicks have a winning record in the eighth spot in the East? Yeah, of course they do. No, they don't. They're nine and 11. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Let me let me rephrase. Will they? I thought you meant will they end up? No, I said do oh, they have do a they. winning record? No, no, right no, 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 no. Sorry, I immediately took that question as like will they will win they end up this season? Yeah, uh, they don't I have think one right they will now. have a they will have okay. end up having a winning record. All right. Um, here's the here's the I don't know if you want to call it Boulder prediction. I think the Blazers finish close to 500. Now that's oh. either way, either winning or losing. I think they end up wait, close wait. to 500. 500 is uh, close to 500 is either winning or losing. Well, I mean, on either, I mean, on either side of it, yes, like I understand a winning that. record or a losing record, like yeah, close to 500. Well, I wanted to say either winning or losing because I don't want to put out quite yet saying they will finish with a losing record because okay. that's yeah. a little, eh, I don't think they'll finish with a losing record because you will get Nurk and CJ back at one point. Yeah. And like, let's just be honest. If you've watched any of the games from this past week, that Houston game, dude, they don't have any talent. Yeah. Like they just don't, they don't have comparable talent with teams like Houston, like they do now. Like, I think everybody just had this mental like brain fart where they forgot Victor Olandipo is really effing good. <laughs> and if you have watched John wall through these first, like 12, 15 games, John wall is really good still. And Boogie cousins is still very talented. Yeah. And Christian Wood, a dude who a lot of people haven't even heard of before is really frigging good. The Trailblazers have one all-star. That's it. The second best player on your roster right now that is not hurt is Gary Trent Jr. Yeah. It's yeah. not Enos Cantor. Trust me, because he doesn't play defense. <laughs> he didn't even know how. He wouldn't Dude, even know where to start playing. bros like all season. Well, that's always been his MO. Yeah. He's, he's very good offensively, and the reason that he is not an all-star or a regular rotation player for any of the number of teams that he's played for recently in one-year stints, yeah. it's because he plays zero defense. But zero think, interior defense from your center is bad. But I think if you look at the stat line, I think the other night when, um, who was it they were playing? It was the other night where he had this insane stat line. He almost had a triple-double. Um, but that, you know, if you look at that, oh, it was the Thunder game. He almost had a triple-double yeah. in the Thunder game. And if you look at that stat line, a lot of people are kind of saying like, oh, well, Enos Cantor, you know, he's probably your second-best option in scoring and it's like, okay, well, you need to look a little closer at the analytics and see a lot of the scoring came in the paint. A lot of it was put back shots. Gary Trent Jr., and I'm going to put this out here because we're on a Saturday show, right? It's our Saturday this show. It's Saturday, yeah. We like, we like to put out the crazy theories, right? No, I've never liked That's that. That's what our show nope. is known for. Nope. That's in not, fact, nope. I think it's on our plaque. No, it's actually not true. Okay, well, here it comes. Okay, I hope you're it. ready for it. I'm not. I think there is a slight chance... That if you start <laughs> wow. Gary Trent this Jr., bold. this is bold. This is bold. There might be a slight possibility. Put that. on your Levi's because this is about to get bold. If you start, you buy Levi's jeans. Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, ahead of C.J. McCollum when he comes back. Ooh. I think you win more games. It's hot. That's a hot, slight possibility. Maybe statement you just made. I mean, can we just all for a second, like? get down from our stees on CJ and understand that, yes, he was incredible before his injury, but he still sucked nuggets at defense. <laughs> like, that was the one thing that was severely overlooked about CJ's uh, kind of, like, hot early start. Yeah, dude, he was putting up points like nobody's business, but he was still terrible on defense. Ooh, ooh, oh, dude, come he on. is so no, bad on the corner. He started doing uh, squat thrusts or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> I about thing. that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, now he's squatting. Started in burpees. Like Look, he's, he's been working out. He came into the league not knowing what the hell a squat was. Yeah. Now, that's all he does. He's like, I should, 
you know, if I could shoot a little bit further, I'd get three points. <laughs> you think of how many years? Seven years to figure that out? It's but, too, too many years. I mean, you know, when you look at the roster, though, and you look at the obvious problem that they have, aside from something you can't fix, which is injuries. Injuries. Your two very big star players are out. Ooh, you just three, wait. don't forget, Pillar, Zach Collins. Who's, oh, <laughs> I think it had Pillar like last name. I was like, oh yeah, don't forget about don't forget about Jeff Pillar, <laughs> old Jeff. Yeah, I remember we drafted him two years ago. Yeah, didn't we? Jeff Pillar yeah. is uh, a hell great. of a player. He's out an Iowa guy out of Iowa. Old Jeff Pillar. But I mean, you take those things away, and right, the obvious problem is defense. Yes, it defense. is. Well, They're that's why they brought in Robert defense. Covington. That's why they brought in Derek Jones Jr. Mm-hmm. They're hoping that Harry Giles can contribute on that end. And but the the thing is, you're just bringing in players to make up for your your offensive players that don't play defense. And it's it's unfortunate because you're going to be led by Damon CJ, and. Partly because of their size, they're never going to be formidable defenders. As much as Dame wants to be the best all-around player in the NBA, he's never going to be able to shut down LeBron James, and that's just a matter of size. Dude, LeBron James, go, go smaller. He Much won't shut smaller. down Kyrie Irving. Sure. He won't shut down elite guards. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem. That's the mismatch problem. That's why I am advocating put Gary Trent Jr. in the starting lineup and then switch Dame off of whoever your point yeah. is. Because yeah. I... I at the end of the day, if you're a two guard and you're all about shooting, like you're either going to make him or miss him. Yeah. I'm not going to rely on you unless your name's James Harden. I'm not going to rely on you too much taking the ball uh, into the paint. Like that's cool with me, man. You shoot all you want, and if you make him, you make him, and I got to live with it. But CJ McCollum, uh, it's almost too easy for guys that are pure shooters to just drive to the lane. Yeah, I don't know. Well, listen, you, if you and I work out this problem long enough, we'll solve all of the woes that the Portland Trailblazers have. I mean, and then been, they'll get injured, and it won't matter. I mean, we've been doing it for four years, and nothing's changed. What the hell? Hey, they made it to Western Conference Finals. You watch your mouth. That's true. Yeah. I mean, we, were, we were a big part of that. It, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. Good versus evil next. Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. Yeah, I mean, we've got to look at uh, all of the options here and, uh, you know, see how we can create some room. Uh, Obviously, we need to know what the salary cap is first, so hopefully we'll have that information soon. Uh, and then we'll have to go to work and make decisions and, you know, see if there are contracts that we can adjust. That was rich old white guy, Art Rooney. Big Ben now has offered to accommodate the Steelers in every way financially just to play next season in Pittsburgh. Roethlisberger said, quote, I'm pretty sure I want to go one more year. I think I can do it and give our give us a real chance of winning, unquote. Though the Steelers went 11-0 and at one point in the 2020 season, they ended up losing four of their last five games, including a wild card game against more than a shorthanded Browns team at home. Time to move on? If you're the Steelers. I, I think from the outside looking in, it's very easy to say yes. If he wants to go and have one more run, the question is, did Ben Roethlisberger do enough over his career to earn the ride off into the sunset season. You're sacrificing one NFL season 
for him to go out there and give it another shot. I think that the conversation. He won you two Super Bowls. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah. And he took you to a third. I mean, it's you, you, I think that, that this is a realistic um, a, a realistic option if you're the Steelers because, you know what? The worst thing that happens is he's terrible. You have a really bad year. You bench him. You get a higher draft pick, or you see what uh, Mason Rudolph is made of. So I don't think that there's any huge risk in it. I was listening. I don't know who the hell was talking on the radio this week, but saying that the Steelers would have a great shot at Deshaun Watson if Ben Roethlisberger wasn't blocking the way. Shut up. Nobody has a really great shot unless they want to sacrifice the next five years of first-round picks. So I think, yeah, Ben Roethlisberger's probably earned it. They were good enough this year to go, yeah, give him one more try. I say go for Matt Stafford. <laughs> well, but now I, I I think they start over young. I look at it as a challenge. I, I, I'm excited because I know there's a lot of ways you can get this thing done to win it all. And, and um, I, um, uh, again, uh, if we can find a great young guy, that that's always going to be our focus in the draft. You're not looking at the drop board, are you? No, I was I wanted not. you to guess who that was. Oh, uh, I should have paid more attention. It's an NFL owner. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. He's got a uh, substance abuse problem. Uh, it's an uh, old uh, Indianapolis uh, guy. Uh, God, that was too easy for you. Yeah, well, let's see. Well, that is Jim Irsay, and the Colts need a quarterback after the retirement of Phil Rivers. And owner Jim Irsay says he w- he wants, quote, someone who can come in and play at a high level with a veteran vision. Players like Deshaun Watson, Matt Stafford, even Aaron Rodgers all fit that description, but so does Andrew Luck. Ursay says, quote unquote, he knows we'd love to have him back, but only he can decide that. And right now, this is a fact. He is retired. Could you see Luck returning to the Colts in any capacity whatsoever? Um, Any capacity whatsoever. You mean to play quarterback? Yes. And like, (laughs) like he's not coming back to coach. I guess I mean in any capacity, like, are we going to get a Peyton Manning on the Broncos situation here? Well, I don't I don't know what his level of love for the game is, but what I do know about Andrew Luck is he comes from a football family, and his dad is a football lifer. Andrew Luck has been in football circles, uh, you know, his entire life, and the family is very connected to the game. And... You have to stay in football shape to go back out and do it. But Andrew Luck was one of those unicorns that people, you know, saw as a generational talent. So I think if anybody can come back from a couple years of retirement and play quarterback in the NFL, it would be Andrew Luck. But I don't think he really wants to do that. So, no, I I personally don't see it happening. If he wanted to, he would have just said, I'm going to take a sabbatical and stay with the team. He wouldn't have retired. Hmm. What about Oliver Luck? Oliver Luck would come play in a second. If they asked him to, he would he would strap up and go play. First of all, I have to get a great staff. Not a good staff, a great staff. And when people are recommending, you know, I've had multitude of uh, people calling, and my comment is save the recommendation unless that you feel that person is elite in all areas because that's what Jacksonville deserves and that's what we're going to have on our staff. So uh, I, I, the players and, and putting together a team that, you know, they want to win. I know that. That's old Urban. The Jacksonville Jaguars have the number one pick in this year's NFL draft, and many many people expect them to select Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. But recent events have put that into question how viable that idea really is. 
even though the Texans management and ownership have come out against rumors of trading Deshaun Watson. The number one overall pick has to be intriguing in mm. some way. So should Houston trade Deshaun Watson to the Jags for the number one pick straight up? Yes. Really? Oh, straight up. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Why not? Why you don't not? think you could milk more out of the Jags than that? Uh, of course you could, but that should be enough to do it. Uh, the Texans also are stupid. Um, it would be fun to watch them ruin the uh, career of two quarterbacks. That would be interesting for oh. me to watch. What? Don't do them like Joe Burrow. Oh, that's going to happen. Well, it's going to happen in Jacksonville either way. I'd be interested to see what Urban Meyer could do with an NFL-ready quarterback versus a very uh, anticipated NFL quarterback where we haven't seen him actually do anything. Deshaun Watson put up really good numbers this year, even though that team was literally falling apart around him. Front office coaching staff and getting rid of by far the best wide receiver uh, that they had. And Deshaun Watts was still great. So I think that, yes, if, if you made that offer, I would think it would be worth it, but they will go out and get more from a worse team. Then they will turn into less and they'll end up being terrible. Again. The only fear I have is that Deshaun Watson might do the same thing in Jacksonville that he did with the Texans. Meaning that, like, if you're Deshaun Watson and you're going to the Jags, like, you better strap in for a tough two years. Yeah. It's not going to be pretty. You could trade for five uh, first-round picks, though, and never get a first overall pick. It's yeah. the, the weight of that is pretty valuable. Yeah, I got that. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from the UK. So, UK. So what are you doing now? It's not pretty it's good. Just, no, it's not. Not so. All right, I mean, I'll it's read it. Really quite awful. Oh yeah, all right, I'll read it. Hold on. All right, do that. All then. right, a sneaky schoolboy dubbed Bonafide Genius, thanks to Zoom trick, was duped his teacher for weeks. Did he do the loop? I did a Put loop. Put it on a loop. The um, I'm paying attention. A cheeky schoolboy has been labeled a genius thanks to his sneaky way of getting out of answering questions in his Zoom class. In fact, it took his teacher weeks to discover the boy's scheme, which involved changing his name to reconnecting. Nice. So that she thought he was having internet problems. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Let's see how old this kid is. I mean, genius, I don't know that I'll go that far, but it's That's clever. pretty next level ass right it's there, though. It's clever. That's pretty smart. I, Dude, I'd get fooled by that. Sure. But also because it's a kid. Like, I wouldn't oh, yeah, think yeah. the kid to be so well, nefarious that he would do that. Sure. But that also does not necessarily make it genius. Genius is like coming up with one little clever ploy because you're too stupid to answer questions. Because genius would be knowing the answer. Wouldn't it? Maybe. Yeah. Like I would think genius saying, would be. Like, who's smarter in the class? The kid that's working extra hard to make sure that he doesn't have to answer the questions or the one that's going, oh, I just know all the answers. So feel free to ask the questions. I would think genius would be taking, um, taking like three. And I had this idea to do this uh, when this whole kind of zoom from school thing occurred. What I would do is... Oh, boy. Here oh, comes the genius. Minute. Give me a minute, because it's smart. Okay. This is probably the only smart thing I'm ever going to say. Okay. I thought, why don't you just take however many hours you've got to be on that Zoom? So what is it? Like, you probably got to be on there five hours total during sure. the day if you're a kid. Why don't you, on a Saturday and a Sunday, take the five hours and record yourself just 
listening, mm-hmm. going like nodding this, head, yeah. nodding, writing stuff down. Just do that twice every weekend and then just throw the video on okay. as a picture and picture back yep. and then just leave. And then you have five days off. So there is a Coors Light campaign that uh, trains you how to do that. Uh, where you actually take it, set your background as you just nodding along. Yeah. And what you do is just set that in there. But instead of doing it for five hours, dummy, just set it on a loop. But see, that's the thing. You'd probably have to do it five hours, and then you'd have to do it both days. Because I think if you just do it on a loop for, like, say, what you're thinking probably is 30 minutes. Sure. The people will catch on quick. No, they won't. Oh, they will really? after five In a days straight of Zoom. Yeah, but if you had if you had multiple little loops that you did, see, you just have to get clever. You could you could create five hours in less than five hours. That's all I'm suggesting. Mm. Taking a full five hours to pretend. Yeah, you mess your hair in one of them, put it on a loop, flick it in different spots. They're reconnecting though. I just want to know if this kid has an older brother because somebody went. Oh, you know what you should do. You think that was older brother wisdom right there? I'm telling you, most of the time when there's a good cheating scam, it's usually evolved from something else. Uh, I'll give you a perfect example of this. When I got to uh, high school, Mm -hmm. I had to learn how to forge my dad's signature, not from looking at my dad's signature, but looking at the version of my dad's signature that my brother created because he knew that my dad never signed anything. So I didn't have to forge that. I just had to learn how my brother made up a signature for my dad, which was passed down from my other brother, which was passed down. So it's just one of those things where you just... It's an an Anderson family trade skill. What it is, is if you don't learn it from an older brother, you learn it from an older classmate or somebody who just goes, hey, kid, come here. I like you. You're trying too hard. Just put it as reconnecting on your thing. Your teacher will never call on you. I did something similar. It evolves. It gets a little better each time. And then the teacher's like, this was amazing. And she tells the news. Now the kid's like, damn it. <laughs> you screwed it up for everyone. You screwed it up for everyone. So now everybody in the United States who's trying to do it, they but, know well, the news. But here's the other thing is you know that most elementary school teachers, they don't read the paper. Yeah. So uh, we're right now, all the kids listening to this program, all of you elementary school Sorry, kids. Sorry, they don't read the paper? No, they can't read <laughs> I don't think anyone reads the paper, right? Yeah, well, whatever you're... Read read the the internet. internet. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So this story will make it out to more children. So not only did you screw it up for this kid and, like, his buddies, because now the school was all watching you, what you did was just gave it to the rest of the world. So well done. Well done, school teacher, by tattling on this kid to the newspaper. Not that genius. Kids are clever. That's all it is. It's clever. This is your good versus evil. Okay, we get it. You're jealous of the kid. Not. Brought to you by 808 Hawaiian Restaurant. Uh, you can order right on their website. Just go to ate-oh-ate-808.com and order online. Uh, they've got to-go. They've got pickup. It's delicious food. Eat it. Uh, we will talk more. We never got to Tony Romo's question. We got stuck on your stupid question. We got to talk Tony Romo's questions. Poll question, too. And we've got a great Poll question. All of that in hour two. Uh, next, Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan and Radio.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 